In today's episode, we'll be diving into the Carolina Hurricanes prospect showcase that has just started today, as well as talking about the new throwback jerseys that were just released. All that in today's episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as you can see, I am not alone in today's episode. I am joined by Zach and Bailey from the Searchcast. But before we get into that, I do want, again, want to thank you for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day. Zach and Bailey, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for bringing us on. We've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Yeah, no, we really appreciate that. You know, fans of your guys' show and, you know, just happy to be doing some uh, Canes crossovers, talking about this yeah. amazing team in all of sports, not just hockey. <laughs> yeah, and like I was saying earlier, it's weird to not be the new guy on the block now. That's you guys. You're the new yeah. show around, no longer me. So it's a little weird too, being the <laughs> being the veteran, you know? Yeah. Oh, it, it is very weird um, for sure. But the Hurricanes prospect tournament started today. Um, it was the Hurricanes and the Panthers playing today. You also had the Lightning and uh, Predators playing uh, either now or shortly. I'm not sure if that game is wrapped yet, um, yeah. but they're also playing on Sunday. And the Hurricanes, yeah, they dropped their game today, six to one. I was able to catch a little snippet of it when I went to go pick my stuff up for the 5K. But, Bailey, you were able to watch more of that game. What were some of your takeaways from that game? Given it is just an expedition exhibition prospect game, but what, what were you taking away from it? And saying that I caught more of it is saying a lot because I probably caught maybe the first half of the first mm-hmm. period, um, but the first goal was scored at that point too by Noah Gundler, which uh, if you haven't seen it, go check out Walt Ruff's Twitter. Cause it, it was a heck of a snipe. It was amazing. Um, but something I kind of start looking out for, cause I I'm personally a big goalie fanatic uh, goalies, just because that's the position that I mainly like to play when I played soccer. Uh, Cam Ward was a big inspiration for me. So I tend to gear towards the goalies more um, watching Patrick uh, Hammerla and Vondras uh, switch in and out today. Um it's an unfortunate situation just because like you were kind of, we were kind of talking about earlier. These are guys that probably don't have a lot of experience playing with each other. So not all the blame can be put on the goalies. Um, and I think they just caught a really bad break, but I'm really looking forward to see what they can do on Sunday. Yeah. I think it's really going to be interesting um, come Sunday because at that point they will have been able to play together for, mm-hmm a bit longer yep. given like we were saying on your guys's show you know these guys are you know from juniors from the ahl from europe they're from all over you know aside from maybe a couple guys here and there 
not guys that have played together. So that chemistry isn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, it was really just wanting to see good moments from these guys show that they're developing at a good pace. You know, that Gunler goal, that was, that's the kind of stuff I've wanted to see from that. Right, uh, yeah. You know, seeing these season, seeing these guys really just come up and, you know, even though it's hockey, quote unquote, ball out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what we're looking for here. Right. Um, but Zach, what about you? What are you looking for in this prospect showcase? Um, for me, it's just mostly seeing like what kind of guys are stand out. Ones that, you know, try to who you can see is putting more effort in, who's trying to make sure they're making the plays and trying to just see what I guess capabilities they have, but also understanding too. It's like what you said, it's a exhibition showcase game in the middle of September. Like it's not something that's it's serious, but it's also not taken like it's like not, you know, super like, Oh no, what's going to happen. It's just Mm -hmm. guys getting together, trying to get random for the season. It's just one of those things where it's like, you want to kind of see who stands out, who, you know, makes impacts and stuff like that. And just, you know, play consistently, not, you know, have games where it's kind of like, okay, it looks like they're struggling a lot more than they need to be. But it's just trying to make sure, you know, they're trying to get back into game ready and game focus when it comes to, like, when the, all the regular seasons start up soon. Like you were saying earlier with guys that are kind of like, you know, maybe not played together for a long time or coming from, you know, Europe and all that. I mean, for me, it's like just looking at watching Jamison Reese because he came up mm-hmm. because he's with Chicago, seeing what he can do in more of a prospect showcase game because we know what he can do with Chicago. Yeah. And so it's curious to see what he can do with other high end prospects from teams basically around the Southeast region and just see what's what we're kind of looking at for guys that could potentially at some point, if they can, make the Hurricane squad in the upcoming seasons. Yeah, uh, really, that's it. You know, just looking for guys to make impacts out there and, mm-hmm. you know, something else, you know, because, yeah, it was a bit of a ugly loss, I guess you would say, six to one. You got a brand new head coach. You know, Chicago's brand new head coach is uh, behind the bench for all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have that aspect of it there. And then, like we've been mentioning, it is just an exhibition game. Um, and all of these regular seasons are right around the corner. Training camp for the Hurricanes is right around the corner. So, yeah, for your guys in the AHL, maybe some juniors and European guys that may be in camp, maybe on that preseason roster we were talking about earlier on your guys' show. You know, I was wanting to see, you know, Ryan Suzuki get out there and play, but, you know, he got pulled at the very last second. So, you know, because again, yeah, his injury history, you know, probably wanting to keep him as healthy as possible. Yeah. So you have to figure maybe some of these guys are having that in the back of their mind. Like this at the end of the day, isn't a game with a lot of consequence. Maybe they're not going out and laying that hit as hard as they would in a regular season game. You know, right. You, know, you always, yeah. always got to figure that as well. And it, it's one of those things too. I know, as a, somebody who played a competitive sport, um, a lot of times you go into anything, whether it's a scrimmage, whether it's a showcase like this, whether it's a game, whether it's something deciding like a, in a tournament, you're going to go in there and give it your all. Mm-hmm. Um, and for guys who are more prone to injury than others, yeah. it, it makes me secretly very happy that we weren't seeing Ryan Suzuki 
in this tournament just because he's got a big season ahead of him uh, with all the changes coming to Chicago and all of that. Like he, he's got the lo- a lot to show up for. So he for him really, to get really injured does. in a situation like this would be tragic. Yeah, it, it really is big um, there. But, you know, the thing that everyone is talking about right now is the Carolina Hurricanes unveiling their new throwback jerseys. And we will dive into those right after this quick break. Now, folks, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. NC State is taking on Texas Tech this week, and the Carolina Hurricane season is less than a month away. So BetOnline has you covered for all of it. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchup news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, wrestling, boxing, hockey, golf, whatever it is, BetOnline.net has you covered. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Now, folks, the Carolina Hurricanes finally unveiled their new alternate jerseys for this season. Obviously, the old black alternates are now the permanent home jerseys. And it was kind of speculation on what these would be. It's the 25th season. You kind of figure, all right, they're probably going to do something with throwbacks. That's exactly what they did. They went back to the early 2000s with this throwback design, NASCAR numbers and all. I personally absolutely love them. They bring back a lot of good memories um, from my childhood. Obviously, you know, winning the Stanley Cup, going to all these games with my dad and older sister, seeing them in these uniforms. I'm absolutely loving them. I'm probably going to get uh, Eric Stahl or Cam Ward one uh, for me personally. Um, But we already talked about it on your guys' show. But for my listeners that haven't listened to that, what are you guys thinking about these new throwbacks? I'll let Zach start off. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I was absolutely losing my mind when I saw that video, um, like, montage they kind of started off with on their Twitter account. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way they're bringing these back. Cause I've loved these jerseys since I was a kid. Cause that was like, from like for you, Jerry was be the same thing. Like I grew up, you know, I was in Greensboro for the first preseason game in 97, went to all the games in 99 was at game seven for the 2006 cup final. And like, I, I think of these jerseys when I think of the hurricanes, like even the ones, but like when they got the piping up top, you know, kind of before they went to the knockoff Red Wings jerseys of the Dark Ages, which we don't talk about. Hmm. <laughs> but like, even the, even the current ones were really nice. But for me, like, I think when I think Hurricanes, I'm thinking of those early to mid 2000s jerseys. So those were always super clean, super nice looking. And then when they when they dropped that video and showed like, okay, they're going back to them, and the fact that it's like, it's the exact same style. It's just now more Adidas instead of CCM, but like everything's basically the same. And then adding the 25th anniversary logo in the collar, I'm like, this is a slam dunk. Like the Hurricanes can, like, they hit this so perfectly. It's absolutely unreal. And for the fact that, like, you add the 25th anniversary patches that they're selling, throw those on those jerseys, 
Oh, instant, like instant first jersey I'm pulling out of the closet every time there's a Canes game on. I don't even care if they're even in the black jerseys. That would be my number one automatic pick mm-hmm. every game night because those are so nice. I there I, I could I can talk about another 50 minutes which is how fantastic these jerseys are. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just her the Hurricanes perfectly nailed this, and I'm so excited. For me, my first one has to be Rod Brindamore because he's my all-time favorite hurricane. And to be able to try to get the apostrophe attached to that with the new modern jerseys is mm-hmm. going to be phenomenal. So I know he's going to be my first. Then probably it's going to be Cam Ward after mm-hmm. that for me because they're so clean. I might even go out there at some point to get a Shane Willis just because he's always been my number one what if hurricane. And I, who who doesn't love Shane Willis? So got 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 show some love for our guy. Arena when I picked up my five K stuff. Ah, yeah. very nice, great guy. He's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bailey. <laughs> oh, um, so this is kind of interesting for me because these throwback jerseys are the jerseys that these are made to look after. I'm as old as the original jerseys being mm-hmm. born in 2001. I mean, I didn't really get to see a lot of these jerseys in action. So it's really cool for me as not only a fan who, I mean, I, I feel like I have a little bit of a history watching the team being a fan since uh 2010 2011 um which i was told makes me it, it like it like somebody was like i have even more respect for you joining the fandom at that point but we'll get into that um i don't know uh it, it's just it's really cool to me to see these brought back and uh made into a light that they absolutely deserve to have um me personally you guys put him as your number two he is my number one i get this jersey cam ward is absolutely going on the back of it just because he's the reason I love the Hurricanes and I love hockey. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm such a big fan of this. Um, I'm super excited to see what people do with them, whether it's going retro and getting older guys on it or maybe going the newer route and seeing Jarvis on the back of it or uh, Jacob Slavin or Freddie Anderson or guys like that. Yeah, uh, that was something I thought about as well when you brought it up, you know, yeah, folks that may not have had an opportunity to, to get one of those jerseys back in the day um, mm-hmm. for guys that got them into hockey, like Cam Ward. Um, I think you know, a lot of folks in their mid to early 20s around you know the Hurricanes fandom, if they've been fans for a long time, Cam Ward is one of the reasons they like hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you throw Eric Stahl in there, obviously Rod Brindamore. Um, I think, you know, a name we didn't bring up earlier, I believe he wore them. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I have to check, but Justin Falk, um, he's a guy where I'm not sure if he wore them, but I know, you know, he's a guy that, uh, yeah. you know, probably got a lot of folks into hockey, um, around Zach's doing here. some yeah, research. <laughs> yeah. Definitely doing some research right now. I know he can be a little controversial at times yeah. because of his play, but you know, mm-hmm. So Cam, Cam Ward, you know, he right. got a lot yeah. of folks into hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier, Jordan Stahl being the only active player on this roster that wore a design like that, having yeah. the old NASCAR numbers. I know mm-hmm. a few of them wore the old uh, black alternates, um, like Sebastian Ajo wore them. Um, pretty sure Tavo wore them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob Slavin, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but 
yeah i'm really really looking forward to these i think it's going to be really cool to see some of the old names um back on the jerseys i do kind of wonder if you know they're gonna get some alumni to you know take some pictures in these jerseys obviously rod Brennamore, you got to throw him out there mm-hmm. cam ward still lives in there justin williams you know you're probably getting them in them yeah and yeah, it, it even Eric. you even pause the applause the question too i know they do the siren sounding before periods um, maybe bringing back some of those alumni to sound the siren before uh, mm-hmm. periods when they are in those jerseys would be a really great move in, in my mind. Mm-hmm. I would say, I would say even to do like a honoring the 2005, six team mm-hmm. and having some of the guys come back. Cause it's the 25th anniversary season. Why not bring the, bring the team back that won the cup in like the newer jerseys mm-hmm. and do something like that. So that should be I good. Can, a stadium I, series. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, so we do have a Justin Falk in the original-ish jerseys. It is with the, yeah. piping, the piping on it. Yeah. yeah. But a number 28 wearing Justin Falk, not a number 27 wearing Justin Falk. But yeah. yes. So he right. did He did wear those jerseys um, at some I, point. I knew it was that, cutting it close. Very, yeah, because yeah, he was drafted 2010. So, yeah, so it was, I think they it was moved pretty to close. the knockoff Red Wings, I think, 13. Yeah, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, some like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what we call them. We call them the knockoff Red Wings jerseys on on the search cast. Yeah, (laughs) I I do have the preference. I do have a Jeff Skinner in those jerseys, but I got it for like ninety bucks. So I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and plus it was it was when Jeff Skinner was still good. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, and he's another guy. You know, he catches a lot of flack, but you know, like Justin Falk, you know, around here he probably got a fair amount of people into hockey yeah oh yeah for sure i i he he was really good with the hurricanes before he left for buffalo so i mm-hmm. i get to i could definitely see a lot of skinners probably you know there's gonna be a, like you said a lot of names we'll probably get some glenn, glenn wesley's maybe brett hedekin oh kevin, kevin weeks. weeks would be awesome brett hedekin i would love to see an archer's urbe i want to see if someone can do some deep cuts and go back to the urbe days mm-hmm. that'd be that uh, would be that would be really kid fun. jersey Ooh. With the double freeze, I don't want to be upset. Oh, how about Bates Pataglia? Let's get some BBC lines, get some Eric Cole jerseys too. Mm-hmm. Oh man, town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would, I would love to see three people just stand side by side in the new, in the new throwbacks with those three guys and just have like the modern version of the mm-hmm. BBC line at oh, a yeah. game. That would be so cool. I, That'd be awesome. Yeah, that there's, would be there's, there's, fantastic. It, it would be really cool, and it's just one of those things. Now we gotta wait for them to go on sale and see just what folks do with them. Um, and you know, another thing that I did think of that could make it a little weird is you know some of the guys that aren't retired um, and maybe are still playing. Are you going to be able to use their name and numbers? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure uh, how the legality of that kind of stuff goes because like eric saw he's technically not retired he's on a pto with the panthers uh brandon sutter a guy we've talked about pretty sure he wore him um you know could you use him because i know he's in vancouver still i think yeah yeah because um, yeah because he because he was with the team right around the all-star game so i think he did wear those jerseys at some point too because i know that was still around those original era times of those ones for me honestly if those guys played in those jerseys and you were if you if you were a fan of theirs at the time, 
Mm-hmm. And if they're still currently playing now, I don't see why not. I mean, you can yeah. go on the I or what are the NHL store where they're going to be able to get them or even just go to the store itself mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, can I get this name on the back of the jersey? I don't think the Canes are going to be like, no, he's got to be retired or whatever. I, I don't think they're really going to carry. No, because they do that online yeah. Um, yeah. with customizing jerseys. Even if the player doesn't show up in the player list, you can customize it and get it. True. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, it's like if people give shade to other fans about getting some guys who are still current, to each their own, man. If there's a guy that they like that's still currently playing, but they don't play with them, they want want to throw him in one of these jerseys. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, now if you get Eric Halla on the back, we're gonna have a conversation, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I think it's like whoever got you into hockey and you want to throw on one of them, go for it. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. it's, to each their own. I mean, I know all the three of us are going to go some, are going to go old school with some of ours because that's, you know, the guys that got in, into hockey for us and they wore those jerseys. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. But I'm excited to see all the, even the, even the current guys on the jerseys too. That's going to be fun seeing like. Very cool. Svechikov, Slavin, Aho. I mean, Pesci. It's just it's gonna be awesome just to see these guys one on the new, think, on the new modern throwbacks. One thing that I think would be really cool. We talk about you know these modern guys on them. Uh, pretty sure we had brought it up already. Of having uh, Jordan Stahl been the only one that have worn mm-hmm. you know, these types yeah, of jerseys. Right. right. If by some chance he still has one. He just wears it one day. Just oh, that would people. be fantastic. I don't know if he still would Gosh. or if he'd yeah. even be in good enough condition for him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that would be, be kind of fun. He just breaks that out you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> um, that, would, that would be fantastic. Yeah, because I have I have the one with his, with Jay Stahl on the back of the white jersey before mm-hmm. they went to the knockoff uh, Red Wings ones. It's, it's like got the piping and everything. But the fact that I even have a Jordan Stahl one with the A on it, Mm-hmm. Um, from that era, it's yeah. Those numbers are so like even the, even like the the white numbers of these are so clean. I really like the NASCAR font red numbers. Mm-hmm. Those are so nice. Oh yeah, I, especially on the white with the black pipe around it. It's so clean and so nice. It's mm-hmm. it's it's so fresh. Love them. Yeah, I do too. And you know, we're talking about you know this season coming up. This season coming up. Um, well. Training camp is right around the corner. Um, you know, opening night is less than a month away now. Oh, and God. something you know, I've talked about with folks as of late is, you know, that the Hurricanes have a really deep roster. And mm-hmm. one of the position battles I am personally going to be watching the most is uh, for that third defensive pairing because you have a lot of guys uh, vying for that spot now. Um, and guys just keep coming in you know because you have jake gardner who is now going to be healthy you have ethan bear he signed an extension he's back you have jalen chatfield who a lot of people are predicting will be making the leap up to the nhl you have dylan coglin who came over in the that max patray trade and now you also have calvin dehan who has been brought back on a pto who knows this hurricanes system mostly i know uh tim gleason is running the stuff now as opposed to when he was here Mm -hmm. first but you know the principles will be the same um and you know he's a guy that could potentially be earning himself a contract as well whether it be a one or two-way deal uh how do you guys seeing this see this position battle playing out 
Um, you absolutely know it's going to go to the guys who are giving it their all, their 99%. And mm-hmm. that is absolutely what Tim Gleason, Rod Brindamore are going to be looking for when making that final decision, figuring out, okay, who's going to be the seventh backup or the, uh, the healthy scratch mm-hmm. of it all. Um, but it, it's honestly, it, it's a toss up. For me, like there's so many different routes this could go. There's so many different ways. It, like what we we can predict all day long what's going to happen. Um, but at the end of the day, like we're we're not the people making the decisions. We're not ultimately going to be sitting there because I know there's multiple Canes fans who are uh, kind of teetering the line between whether or not they like Jake Gardner and whether him coming back would be an option. What if he comes out and steals the show? Mm-hmm. for that pairing too so it's it like i i would love to predict it i i, I wish i could um but it, it's you know for a fact it's going to be the guy that's going to be giving it his all um me personally i'd like to see jalen chatfield step into that role but i do too um and before i get your thoughts on it zach i did want to point this out is you know with jake gardner i do feel he's probably going to be at the top of the list to make that spot simply because of how much they have invested in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $4 million AAV. And, you know, it's been talked about a bunch this off season of how hard it is to move money around mm-hmm. uh, right now. And I feel like if they could move him, they might, um, but I feel like because it's so hard to move stuff, I feel like they're going to be like, all right, we at least we got to try it with him. Well, know, and it's of one of app it, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things too. You, we haven't even seen him play. We don't know exactly. how much it, like training camps probably going to be the first time these guys are seeing him play it since he got injured and since he had his surgery. So before making that decision, you kind of got to see, okay, what does he still have left to yep. offer for the team before figuring out, okay, what does buyout look like? What does a potential trade look like? All those details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all, obviously all of this is complete speculation. Mm-hmm. Training camp hasn't even started. So, you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, Jake Gardner getting traded, getting bought out. You know, like you say, he could go and just play his butt off and win the Norris, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you never know what's going to happen. Or it could be the complete opposite of it just isn't there for him anymore. And, you know, they decide to part ways or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but Zach, what do you think on this position battle? I think it's one that's going to be interesting to watch. Um <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, because I know, like you said, with Jay Garner, he's like 4.4.1. I know a few episodes back on our podcast, we talked about like what a, a buyout would be. And I think even uh, Mike and Shane on Kane's cast talked about it too. I think they said it's like two thirds of your contract and you got to split it over, you got like double the years that are left. So I think for him, it would be like 1.3 over the next like two seasons, like each. So like that's what a buyout for Jake Garner would look like. And the team right now is already at 2.6 over the cap. And then and apparently I think cap friendly is like with everyone's contracts, even guys that are LTIR and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's definitely for me, it's like Jake Gardner, unless the hurricanes can find a way to move some money to get his contract to work, defender the cap or 
potentially buyout. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to figure out his contract. And it's almost like you might have to see him on the Hurricanes roster, given the fact that it's like, what are you going to do with a $4 million contract if you can't move it somewhere else and possibly eat half of it or buy him out and just take 1.3 for the next two seasons off of that. So I kind of – you don't want to shoe in guys, but it's almost kind mm-hmm. of like the Hurricanes are kind of ha- – they kind of have to do that. And then they got to figure out who are you going to send down and who are you going to move out to get the cap space to work since, like I said, we're already 2.6 over. And then, like, Ethan Bear, people are kind of, like, iffy on him because, oh, well, they saw what he did last year. He was great in the first half, but COVID yeah. caught him, and he just could never get back into the lineup. He never could get back his footing, which is, I mean, it's tough for him because he, he was trying to fight Brandon Smith for ice time, and you could tell that co- that the long COVID was still bothering him. So, I, mean, I would love to see Ethan Bear back, too. Mm-hmm. And work out because they gave him like two million. So it's like you almost kind of think you might want to see Ethan Bear there as well. And then you know Jalen Chatfield, everyone's you know he did really well in Chicago. Everyone thinks he's kind of ready. You could probably use him as a seventh, but if you want to give him solid ice time, you might see him in Chicago. And mm-hmm. then Calvin Dehan, yeah, it's a PTO. I'm curious as how that's going to play out because like what do you like? So what do you do then if Calvin Dehan plays really well, and let's say Jake Garner does really well. What are you going to do with Ethan Barry? You can't have him as a two million dollars seventh line guy, seventeen man. So yep. I don't know how it's going to be very interesting how the Kings want to play that out, unless it's like a Calvin DeHaan. Hey, here's a one, here's a one year two way, mm-hmm. like they Cal- did with Ryan Dezingle. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. with like Calvin, DeHaan, but with DeHaan though, it's like that's not really a guy you want to. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a guy that wants to take a deal like that because he mm-hmm. he still thinks he can play in the NHL somewhere. So it's definitely I don't envy Don Waddell at all to, or the or the you know the coaches to figure out how are we going to make this work who who do we want so it, I think this is going to be a battle that's going to probably last until probably about the last week of camp and probably even closer even in the long into the preseason mm-hmm. I, I think this, I think this is going to thing that's going to probably take about until maybe like two days before you know opening night against the Jackets at home. This this probably yeah. this is be one of those things that's going to last until almost probably at the cusp of, all right, rosters need to be under the cap, get them in. Mm-hmm. That's kind of thing what we're kind of looking at because there's so many guys for two spots basically, maybe three if you count that scratch spot or yeah, maybe you bring in you have two scratch D men and just have a rotation of that somehow too. But I don't know, it's it's gonna be a wild battle to watch. Like I said, I don't envy anyone in that front office to make that decision of who you keep and who you get rid of. Yeah, for real. Cases can be made for all of these guys, which makes yeah. it really hard. It's not like yeah. you, know, you got five guys, but it's clearly only going to be two. Cases can be made for every single guy to be on the roster, which is, like you said, I don't envy Don Waddell and the coaches. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, another thing you know, with uh, this roster right now is, Max Pacioretty is out until February. Roughly. At least. Yeah. If, if yeah. everything goes right for him, that's, you know, February is, you know, on the dot of when he would be back. If everything goes right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in talking with Walt and Mike, it really feels like, you know, you know, it's obviously everybody is going to have to step up to make up for that loss. But it feels like, you know, the guy that is really going to be looked at to, really step up is going to be Martin Natchez. Uh, yeah. He's 
didn't necessarily have the best season last year. Um, you know, a lot of people were expecting him to make a big step forward last year. He didn't. Um, you've obviously you know, heard everything you know, he had to say in exit interviews and all that. You know, we know how he feels in the fire he has going into the season. But, you know, what are you guys expecting from Natchez and other guys as well, you know, that should be stepping up like Jesper Kotniemi, like, you know, I know he'll probably be on the top line with Sebastian Ajo, but Seth Jarvis as well, you know, to make up for, you know, the loss of Max Pacioretty. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting because if you look at so Mike Johnson from the Angel Network said that he expecting you know to have Jarvis to have a breakout year this year, and I kind of agree with him. I even I'm even Mike predicting said that the other day when I had him on. Yeah, like for me, I'm predict I'm throwing it out there that we're going to see Seth Jarvis in the All Star game this year. I'm putting it out there. I think we're going to see him there. Well, there's your yeah. bold prediction for the year. I'll uh, <laughs> yeah. it'll just be Bailey answering that question later. <laughs> Yeah. Totally, totally fine with me. I mean, I, I've yeah. been, I'm on the Seth Jarvis train. I love this. Kid. Oh, I, I, love his, I love his style of play being 20. And it's like, it's always a great time to have a Yarby party. And I'm just excited to see what he can do. And like I said, I think he can, if he continues what he did last year, because when he ended the regular season, he was leading all rookies in goals, assists, and points. Mm-hmm. I think that if he continues to stride and plays first line minutes all year, because there was points he was playing on the third line last year, like, and even the fourth line. Mm-hmm. You give him top six, top line minutes all year, especially with, you know, the Finns, because Finns get wins, and you have, <laughs> you have Jarvis up there too. I think he's going to have a monster season with those guys. Yeah, and I could I could easily see him making a case for an All Star appearance, and you know maybe even putting his name on some watch list for some trophies as well, because you never know. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be huge. I think. I think even Paul Statsny bringing him in as a second yeah. line wing slash center to help out, you know, KK, depending on how he's doing at the faceoff dot on certain nights, be able to work on that as well. So he kind of interchange those guys a little bit if he needs to as well. Um, Martin Nietzsche's, I think he definitely needs to step up too. I mean, I was advocating for him all off season. Like anyone who, if you ask anyone, I've been on the Nietzsche's. He, we need to keep him. He's still too young to get rid of him. He's like 23. Mm-hmm. Think give him a, you know that that bridge deal they got. I think give him that time. He could probably make something work and figure it out. And I would say even possibly look at guys like Andre Kasha. That'd be a huge step up because like he's, you know we got all these guys now. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's only twenty six, but he had a twenty goal season. But of course, he's been kind of hurt for the last couple seasons. But if he stays healthy, that'd be a huge addition for the Canes as well. So I mean, you're talking guys like Kasha and Stastny in the lineup. That could help kind of fill in, you know, the loss of Pacioretty. But then it's like you, it's definitely going to make the lineups interesting because I know, especially with Nietzsche, like right now, he's, I can see him as kind of like a fourth line guy because right now with that third line, you kind of want Kasha, Stahl, and Faust. And Stas mm-hmm. is going to be on that second line with Svechnikov and KK. So mm-hmm. it's, I feel like Martin Nietzsche has kind of pigeonholed himself into a possible bounce around between the third and fourth line, just depending on what Rod wants to do. Well, lines, because we know Rod doesn't yeah. play with lines, but it's definitely going to make – this is probably the worst year for Nietzsche's to make a case for himself mm-hmm. with the roster that the Hurricanes have right now. 
Because you got to think too, not only do we have depth now at that uh, left-handed spot in defense, but we have a lot of depth in our center, in our center positions as well. Even the wings too. Yeah. Even the way, but like, I, I just, I don't know. I gear towards center more just because you've got KK who was brought in to potentially play that wing spot, but he's become virtually invisible in that spot. So Rod made, it like found a way to put him at center. Marty Natchez has played wing for the most part all last season, but that's not his natural position. He's a natural center. So a lot of Mm -hmm. speculation has come up about, okay, I know KK was given that deal to play that two C role, but is he going to earn that two C role? Or maybe we going to see Marty Natchez fill that role instead too. And maybe there's a play around with that as well. So Marty Natchez isn't kind of stuck on that fourth liner in a position that he signed that deal to not play. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very interesting training camp. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we've almost talked about it like as much as we can at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And it's basically just like, we just got to wait for it training camp to come preseason mm-hmm. to come season to come yeah. uh, to see what actually happens. Um, you know, cases can be made for, it feels like every possible uh, way you can go with this thing. But, you know, I do want to get y'all's bold predictions for the year. Obviously uh, Zach already said, you know, uh, Seth Jarvis all-star. Honestly, I could see it. I don't think it's too bold. I don't think it's, you know, yeah, I said it jokingly, but you know, like Jake Gardner winning the Norris. I don't think it's you know that far out of the realm of possibility. But honestly, the way the kid is playing, I could honestly see it. Uh, he plays great, and I think he's gonna have a breakout year. I mean, he broke out last year, but like even yeah. more so this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I can give you a second one if you want me to. I mean, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, go give me it. another one, and then we'll hear from Bailey. All right. Well, I mean, talking about the Norris. Jacob Slavin, he, he wins the Norris this year. If the Norris actually becomes the trophy it's supposed to be, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a I, my favorite player right now is Jacob Slavin. I am going to be biased on it. I don't care. I, I've been I've been shouting off the roof. Ask Bailey. I've been shouting this for the last I don't know how many mm-hmm. how many months. He should have already won one by now. I think he's no, he should have he finalist. He should have won. He should have won the. He should have won the Lady Bing this past season. But you know that it is what it is. But honestly, though, Jacob Slavin wins the Norris. Fair prediction. Also wins um, the Con Smythe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Uh, sticking with my proclivity for goalies, uh, Freddie and Ronta back-to-back Jennings champions. I could dig it. Uh, I do think yeah, if they can stay healthy for the most part, I could definitely see that being the case. They're going to have a really good team out in front of them to help them out. Mm-hmm. And I th- honestly, I think the only thing there that would prevent them from it is injury. Honestly. Yep. Yeah. I-, I really think it is. I think uh, when it came to the Vesna last year, Freddie hadn't gotten hurt when he did. I do think, yeah, he very well could have been a Vesna. He finalist. he was absolutely snubbed, and we've talked about this a yeah, lot. Yeah, I do think, yeah, he, he that injury fi- he hurt him. There was like there was like a week left in the like less than a week left in the season. Honestly, he should have been a finalist regardless. Even to see that in like person, four games. 
to see that in person too, that injury. Oh yeah. That's right. You were there. You were there. I was at that game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) My bold predictions. Um, I don't think it's too bold, but I do think Andre Svechikov will get his first all-star game appearance this year. I think that Sebastian Ajo will crack that 40 goal mark. Um, Cause he was been, he's been knocking on the door for that uh, past couple seasons. I think he finally does it. I think yeah. Brent Burns. I, I, who said it? I think Mike may have said it, but honestly, I agree with him. I think Brent Burns can have an 80 plus point season. Oh, I can see that. I want uh, because I, I, yeah, he put up fifty two, fifty four on a real bad San Jose team last year. Oh, he, I think yeah, that. he's gonna be here where you know he doesn't have to do it all. He can just stick to his game, and I think honestly, Brent Burns is also gonna be in the Norris conversation. Yeah. Oh, I'm here for it. Hey, you got Jacob Slaver on your left hand side who gets like what, maybe two pims every three years. I mean, why not? I mean, noted goon he, Jacob Slavin didn't win he, the Lady Bing last year. How <laughs> dare he with his 10 penalty minutes? But I mean, yeah, yeah Brent Burns on the power play, he's going to get so many points. I, I got to see him breaking TDA or sorry, TAs, not TDA because he can't play defense. Uh, <laughs> winning, winning the, he, I think he's going to set the new assist. He's going to break that record. Yeah. He's going to smash it. We have it. I think mean, that's pretty easy. I, look he, at what we've done with Dougie Hamilton. Look at what we did with Tony D'Angelo. We have the opportunity and the ability in front of us to do that with Brent Burns for three yeah, seasons, I, too. Not just for a year, but three seasons of Brent Burns. I'm not going to be upset about that. Yeah. I, I honestly, that wasn't even something I thought about. I do think he easily breaks that record. So if I remember correctly, it was only like fifty-four points mm-hmm. or something like that. It wasn't it was, some, it wasn't it some was like astronomical amount. Fifty, like fifty-one or fifty-four, somewhere in that it realm. It was in like the those low to mid fifties. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he I think he can easily do that. And there was another there was another one I just thought it would be kind of it would be oh Aho. I think Aho cracks ninety points on the season. Honestly, I could see that. I could see him. I could see him uh, pushing for a hundred. Yeah, it's been I a long really time could. coming for him, and he absolutely deserves yeah. it if I, he can bring honestly, it this season. I, I think what I think Eric Stoll was the last Kane to hit a hundred points in the season. I he was. They, what year been a, it was. It was the Cup season. Uh, yeah, it was the Cup season. I know there's been a couple guys that have gotten close. Yeah, since they've gotten then, pretty close with it. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, Eric Stoll was the last hundred point season. I could hundred percent see Sebastian Ajo. Uh, crack that i think the main thing for him to do that um is, as well as some of these other guys you know fetch cracking a 30 goal mark last year i think he could do that again and push for 40 as well uh, i think the main thing when it comes to some of these point records is the hurricanes need to stop being such a pass first team and mm-hmm. you know if you if you have a shot Go for the it. shot. And that's um, the one thing that kind of kills me about Marty Natchez too, because his stick mm-hmm. handling is beautiful, but the guy can just shoot the puck. Yeah. It, like it, yeah. it would erase so many problems. And I feel like a lot of our guys try to get fancy with it, but they do. Yeah, we're, something I'm I, like, I've preached we, and something my boyfriend and I talk about all the time too. Those, the hurricanes are really good at greasy goals. We are not yeah. a team that you see on highlight reels 
all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we maybe have one or two goals like that per season. We are good at the greasy get it done goals. Yeah, it's we're, we're trying to be too selfless on this team. Be a little bit more selfish and just start putting pucks on net and see what happens. Because we all we all we all know what happens. If you put puck on net, something's gonna happen. You might get a goal. Hey, it doesn't matter if it was fancy or greasy or just a regular random tap in. It all counts the same. So yeah. just do it. So that's the big thing. Yeah, if you if you have a decent looking shot or a great shot, even take it. That, mm-hmm. That's the big thing. I I preach that for the past three seasons now going into the fourth season, you know, the shows, you know, it's constantly been a thing. Yeah. Sebastian Ajo wants to crack that hundred point mark. Uh, Sebastian, you know, wants to crack 40 goals, whoever they're going to have to shoot first. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, these guys, they have the potential to do it. They really, really do. It's just a matter of the season getting here and them doing it because, you know, Offense has dried up in the playoffs. And I think a big way of avoiding that, take the shots. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't have this extra pass here. Take the shot. If you have the shot, take the shot. But yeah, I've said that to death on my show. You guys have said <laughs> it a lot on yours. So yep. at the end of the day, like I've said already, we just got to wait for the season to get here. Yep. So I am so ready. I got Tickets for opening night. Can't wait to be there for game As one. Do I. It's, yeah, like I've I've been ready. I've been ready since basically when the game against the Rangers ended. I was already for next season. Like <laughs> he took his hockey break for two weeks and he was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I needed a mental break at the at the when the Hurricanes got eliminated by the Rangers because it was just nonstop content for months. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I, I need to take a break. Living in Colorado, <laughs> I wasn't that fortunate. <laughs> yeah, 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 very yeah. true. Very, yeah. very true. But no, but, I've, I've, I've been ready for months. Let's drop oh, yeah, the puck. Let's here. go. I want to see some I want to see some Canes hockey. Yeah, and again, Canes hockey is less than a month away now. Opening night, October 12th, training camp and preseason will be here before then. Prospect showcase is already underway. So... Make sure you are following me on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. The show on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. And where can everyone find you guys? Zach? Uh, you can find me at One True Zach. That's Oni True Zach on Twitter. You can find the podcast at The Search Cast. Uh, we also have a link tree in our bio. Uh, you can find where you can go listen to our podcast. We also go check up our YouTube channel, uh, which is also The Search Cast. Just subscribe, like, drop a, you know, hit the bell and all that good stuff so that's where you can find me and you can find the podcast on the socials you can find me i'm not in my uh spiel's not as long uh you can find me on twitter at bailey curtis and that's bailey with two y's um love talking hockey love talking podcast stuff love talking anything so definitely uh if you have any questions comments conversation topics don't be afraid to reach out yeah it's been great having you guys on i can't wait to have you guys on again during the season Zach, I will see you on opening night, uh, yes, and I will talk to you guys later. And let's go, Canes. Let's go, Canes. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs>